0: I don't want to scare you, and I know that's something people usually say before they say something concerning or scary, (laughs) but we are going to pray today. For those of you in person, we'll be breaking up into small groups later on, and for those of you online, you can pray with your families, or you can join a Zoom prayer group hosted by Glenn Ewart, who is one of the pastors here. The Zoom link will be up on the screen later on, or in the chat boxes, so you can join in. I know some of you are probably anxious or even terrified at the thought of praying out loud, but I want to encourage you not to check out. I promise you, you won't be forced to pray against your will, but I hope you'll stay tuned to this message in person and online as I share about intercessory prayer and how it is a powerful tool that God has given us. I hope and pray that you can carry it with you and practice it as you pray in the future. With that disclosed, I'd like to begin my message with prayer, appropriately so. God, we thank you that you've given us a way to communicate with you regularly, any time of the day. And I thank you for um, all the things that we've learned about prayer. God, we lift up our anxieties about it. We lift up our joys about it. And God, would you open up a new facet of prayer to us today? And Lord, help us to use it to love one another, just as you have loved us. And in your name we pray. Amen. Growing up, I had three adults in my home that prayed for me. My grandfather, my dad, and my mom. I knew they prayed for me because I frequently saw and heard them. And I saw and heard them pray for other people too. I didn't quite understand the implications of these prayers at the time, but I figured it was important to pray for other people because the three adults I was paying attention to were doing it. Then in college, as I started taking studying the Bible more seriously, I found that this type of prayer was called intercessory prayer. Intercessory prayer is when we communicate with God on behalf of someone or something. The Bible, Old Testament, and New are filled with people praying for one another and being instructed to pray for one another. Some examples are Moses praying on behalf of the people of Israel, Daniel praying for the forgiveness of Israel in Jerusalem, Peter being prayed for by the churches while he was in prison, Paul asking for prayer and attributing his successes to the prayers of different churches, and even the Holy Spirit and Jesus are said to be interceding on our behalf. Intercessory prayer wasn't limited to elite or especially gifted Christians. It was and is a tool given to all people especially the church then and the church now, which is us. With all the instructions for believers in the Bible and the example of Jesus himself interceding, the Bible makes a point that it is important for us to take part in intercessory prayer. Around that time in college, as I was more intentionally trying to practice intercessory prayer, I watched a video called Pray Big and Pray Bold, by Sundar Krishnan, who served as a pastor for 36 years. And this video influenced how I think about prayer and how I pray today. And I'd like to share some of that video with you in this message. The link to this video is up on the screen and can be found in the video descriptors or chat boxes if you'd like to listen to it later on, which I'd highly recommend. In this video, Pastor Krishnan stresses that there is so much love and creativity that can go into intercessory prayer, but often we end up doing the bare minimum of repeating back to God what he already knows. So say we're praying for someone named Vincent who is having a hard time. Sometimes our prayers sound like, God, you know Vincent is struggling, so please help him. Pastor Krishnan highlights that our prayers carry immense weight. They are spiritual defiance against things that are not in line with God and his promises. Our ability to pray into one another's lives and the lives of those who don't yet know him is a gift from God that allows us to be part of God's work. It allows us to deeply love and care for one another through prayer, especially in instances where we are limited, but God is not. When we pray or intercede in faith in line with God's word, our prayers make a difference because God listens, and we become a part of God's work in changing the trajectory of circumstances and even the trajectory of lives. God, who gives us the privilege of influence, invites us to pray beyond repeating to God what he already knows. Or as Pastor Christian calls it, God invites us to pray big and to pray bold. Again, the Bible, Old Testament and new, are filled with big and bold prayers offered up by all sorts of people. Moses told God, show me your glory. The father of a boy with an evil spirit said, I believe, help my unbelief. A man with leprosy prayed, Lord If you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus himself prayed a difficult, big and bold prayer. Not my will, but yours be done. These are just a handful of big and bold prayers from the Bible that are influential to us today. When we combine intercessory prayer with praying big and bold in line with God's word, powerful things can happen. One example prayer Pastor Christian featured in his talk was from Acts chapter 4, where Peter and John were put in jail for teaching people about Jesus. Later, they were released with threats not to preach again. When Peter and John returned to the early church, they prayed a powerful prayer. I'm going to read out that passage for you from Acts chapter 4, verses 23 to 31. It will be up on the screen if you want to follow along. On their release... and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. In this prayer, the early church highlighted God as someone who is sovereign or in control, and as someone who created everything they could see. They talked about how God revealed what would happen through the Holy Spirit in the time of David, well before it actually happened in the time of Jesus. And then, after establishing the authority of God and what he can do, the believers prayed a big and bold intercessory prayer, asking God to help his people teach with boldness and for them to have the ability to heal and perform signs and miracles through Jesus' name. Reading on in Acts 4, it says, after they prayed, the place where their meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. God listened and God answered this big and bold intercessory prayer that was prayed with faith and was in line with what God wanted to do. God used this prayer of the early church to shape the future of the church today showing that God can use our prayers even through the generations. How cool is that? Our prayers that sound like, God, you know Vincent is struggling, so please help him, can be transformed into deeper prayers as we focus on four key aspects that the prayer in Acts 4 featured, which were also highlighted by Pastor Krishnan. The four aspects are, God is in control, God can unleash his creativity. God can reveal things. And God is active in history. If we incorporate those aspects of God into our prayers, our prayer for Vincent can sound something like this. God, you created Vincent and you know him inside and out. God is in control. Would you give Vincent courage as he deals with things that are discouraging, and would you plant little gems in his day that are life-giving to him? God can unleash his creativity. Would you speak to Vincent through scripture, through people, and through any of the media that he consumes? God can reveal things. Thank you, God, that you are Emmanuel, meaning God with us. So please help Vincent to know that you are with him as he walks through this hard time. God is active in history. Now, I want to state this disclaimer that this is not the best or the only way to pray. The Bible is full of so many variations of beautiful prayers, and we see that God listened to the prayers offered up in faith and in line with his commands. But this prayer, highlighting God as someone who is in control, God as someone who can unleash his creativity, God as someone who can reveal things to us, and God as someone who is active in history. This prayer is filled with so much more love, care, and intention than God, you know Vincent is struggling, so please help him. With this message, I don't want to discourage you from praying, and my intention isn't to tell you that you're praying wrong if you're a person of few words. What I do want is to encourage you to pray a little deeper with love, because intercessory prayer can enter spaces that we can't, and it can do things that we can't, because God listens and responds on our behalf. A really great aspect of intercessory prayer is the intercessor, you. We all come from different backgrounds, and have different life experiences, we all pick up on different things, and God can and wants to use all of that. When we pray for one another, and for those who don't yet know him, we can use all of these unique parts of us to shape the future as it aligns with God's word. Again, our prayers carry so much weight and can do so much, but I think sometimes we forget that. My journey in intercessory prayer has been somewhat of a strange one. When I started more intentionally practicing prayer for people in my life and on the college campuses, I found that I was struggling to pray big and bold for people I didn't know because I was indifferent to them. I was reminded of a phrase I either heard or read at the time, the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. And that really bothered me because nowhere in the Bible could I find a reason to justify the indifference that I was feeling. God and scripture were telling me to love and care for people that I didn't know anything about or have a particular connection to. I knew that I needed God's help to change how my heart was lining up when I was praying. I wanted love to be my motivation in my prayers, not detached obligation, which was where I was at the time. Inspired by David having a heart after God and worship songs, asking God to break our heart for what breaks his, I prayed a few big and bold prayers over myself that I was actually quite scared to pray. One of which was, break my heart for what breaks yours. I can't really show you what my heart looked like then, seven to nine years ago, or what it looks like now. But I can say that God answered that prayer I offered up in faith. Over the years, God changed how I pay attention to people and how I process things. I find that I am moved by so much more than I used to be. And that actually helps um, me pray into difficult situations. And God has helped me pray into things without knowing anything about the person or the circumstance. Over the years, he has blessed me with creativity through the Holy Spirit to pray what seems like strange and silly prayers at times that I would have never thought of praying before. It hasn't been easy to get to this point where I move by things that God is moved by, but through God's hand in my life, I can pray with love, care, and great intention for people, even though I don't know them. Even today, I continue to be a student of intercessory prayer. God is teaching me how to pray over new situations and new people, and I am far from being an expert on prayer. But I am learning by doing. Recently, I was praying over one of my friends without having an idea of what his life was like at the time. And part of the prayer was, with the dams of his heart open? I prayed that, and after I finished praying, I sort of did a mental double take at that phrase in my head and thought, what in the world does that mean? I hadn't thought about or paid attention to water dams in a while, so I was even surprised that thought made its way into my prayers, and I wasn't at all sure what it meant for my friend. But I sensed that this phrase was from God, and this was how he wanted me to pray for my friend. So I continued to use this phrase, even though I knew I might never get to see the dams of his heart actually open and what it would bring about. Weeks later, in a later conversation, this same friend shared some things with me that I would have never expected for him to. And in turn, I've been using what he shared with me to fuel my current prayers for him. Thinking back to that strange prayer of, God, would you open the dams of his heart, I'm thankful that God helped me pray in a way that was creative and out of my comfort zone, that God listened, and that he is doing something with that prayer and prayers I am praying for my friend, even though I don't exactly understand what God is doing. Again, I am learning by doing. And as silly or as awkward as our prayers may be, I want to encourage you all to learn by doing too because we have such an incredible tool in intercessory prayer. In some cases of intercessory prayer, we're blessed with answers to what we're praying for. But prayer isn't always about getting answers. Prayer at the core is about inviting God to work and trusting that he is who he says he is and that he will do as he promised. In fact, If you're praying for people that you've never met, sometimes you never hear about the answers at all. Pastor Christian shared a story about he spent some years praying over a Vietnamese pastor who was imprisoned. And he didn't have an update on the pastor until a chance encounter with some people who came and heard him speak. So even if you don't hear a direct answer, it doesn't mean your prayers were wasted or that they weren't listened to. 1 Peter 3.12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. Other scriptures also affirm that God is watching and listening and ready to work on our behalf. So it is important, even commanded in the Bible, that we pray for one another regardless of what the outcome may be. I know that I am standing here today because of intercessory prayers offered up by people who have used prayer to love me in different seasons of my life. And if you think about it, there have been hundreds of general and specific love, care, and intention-filled prayers offered up on your behalf by believers who deeply loved you by spending time praying for you. Some of which you know about, and even more so that you don't know about. We are so incredibly blessed by those who pray for us. And we are so incredibly blessed by God who uses our prayer to shape this world that we live in. Likewise, let's put intercessory prayer into practice today and be a blessing to others. Although it may be out of our comfort zones to pray in a different way, God can help us because he is with us and he is listening. For those of you in person, We'll break up into small groups of three to five people right now. And for those of you online, you can pray with your families or you can join a Zoom prayer group hosted by Glenn Ewart, who is one of the pastors at New Hope. The Zoom link will be up on the screen or in the chat boxes so you can join the video call or you can telephone in. We will be praying over certain aspects of the pandemic, which will be up on the screen. If you wanna deviate from that a little bit, that's fine too. If you don't feel comfortable praying out loud, that's absolutely okay, but I want to encourage you to stay engaged and pray in agreement as you listen. I'll be back up in a bit um, to close our time in prayer. As we're coming back together, I'm going to pray us to close before we go into a time of worship. God, we thank you for the sweetness of being able to pray together. I thank you that we can have assurance You listen to us and our prayers make a dent in history. I thank you that prayer isn't a one-time thing. We can do it when we're driving. We can do it before we're sleeping. We can do it in large groups, small groups, um, even in the shower. Thank you that you bless us each and every day with new things to pray about and new ways that we can join with you in shaping our future. So as we go out, Lord, may we continue to pray for one another out of reach, uh, rich love. And I ask that you would show us um, family, friends, and even strangers to pray for. And God, I thank you that you inhabit our praises and you inhabit our prayers. May we be a church that is known for loving by praying. In your name we pray. Amen.